You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Yo, what's good? This is your boy, your man, Randall Barnes, and this is Pulse Radio. Uh, first and foremost, we got to give a big hand clap to Giannis Antetokounmpo for making it happen. And listen, I had to give my brief commentary about it. Nothing too long, nothing too crazy. I want to see the rest of the celebration. But first and foremost, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks for uh, winning the 2021 NBA championship. Uh, it was a definitely an interesting um, playoffs, uh, to say the least. A lot of injuries, including to Giannis. Uh, Giannis got injured in you know the Eastern Conference Finals against the Atlanta Hawks. We thought that when he hyperextended, I think, his left leg, that his season was over. But he was able to come back and make it happen. He wasn't really himself game one, but he really regained form game two and game three. And he came back like nothing ever happened game four, five, and six. He literally pulled off one of the greatest performances in NBA Finals history and in NBA history, we have to show love to Giannis. We have to show love to Drew Holiday, that big defensive play in game five on Devin Booker. He stripped that ball like Jesus Christ. And then you had Chris Middleton who made big shot after big shot. So we have to start off by saying congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. They went out there and won that championship. And y'all don't sour the parade. Milwaukee is lit right now. It's 65,000 folks, as I speak right now, outside of the Fiserv Forum, and they are lit. Do not talk about Kevin Durant's shoe. Talking about, oh, like, you know, the real winner of the championship is Kevin Durant's shoe. Man, listen, that game on Juneteenth was one of the greatest games that I've ever seen in my life as an NBA fan. And I've probably been an NBA fan for over half of my life. And I'm 24 right now. So I've, I've been an NBA fan for over half of my life. And I've never seen a game that was that lit. And had that many stakes on it man. So first and foremost. We have to commend Giannis. Because first and foremost. I don't know if people were watching the broadcast. Did y'all see that Giannis grew from 6 foot 9. He was like 162. And then he grew to like the 6 foot 11. 240. Like he should be in a P90X commercial. He, may, he should be in like a like one of them workout commercials where it's like if you eat right and you do our program, this is what happens to you. He grew two inches as a grown adult and then put on almost like <laughs> almost over half the body mass that he had in it, that he had on when he was a rookie. So first and foremost, Giannis is a worker. Like just his story from coming from poverty and the story of how um, him and his brothers used to play basketball and him and his oldest brother. Uh, they would, you know, like they, they would be on the same team and they would trade shoes like they would play, you know, in each other's shoes because they didn't have you know the money to get multiple shoes for the family as they play basketball. And just, you know, seeing how humble Giannis is and just seeing, you know, the work ethic that he displays and, you know, just everything that makes him him is just it's so amazing to see him win this championship. Now, granted, as an HBCU guy, I really want to see Chris Paul win. He's really been putting on for HBCUs, especially, you know, ever since 2020 and all the hubris of 2020. He's made his platform a pro HBCU platform, you know, being a part of the North Carolina Central ESPN Plus show. He is enrolled at Winston-Salem State University, even during the finals. He spoke about Winston-Salem. 
So I really wanted it for Chris Paul and also before everything, even back in high school, I was a huge Chris Paul fan. I was watching the game when he sent the Spurs home in game seven off that game winning shot right after they won the NBA Finals. I watched that game alive and I was losing my mind. So I always was a huge fan of Chris Paul. Um, I think he's an amazing player. Um, you're going to really see Chris Paul get a lot of flack. But Chris Paul is the reason why the Suns were in the finals. And I think that we have to stop being so reactionary when it comes to sports. Now, granted, Chris Paul did not play up to his Hall of Fame potential in the majority of his finals. He killed game one. Game two, he did well. But it's like his product, his productivity dropped off the off a cliff. And I think what happened with him, he clearly was injured. Like, we all saw that something was wrong with Chris Paul. So he clearly was injured, and he just fell off a cliff with his productivity. And I think that if Chris Paul has a good enough game five, I think that the Suns are up 3-2, the Bucks tied tonight, and then Thursday would have been game seven. But that didn't happen because Chris Paul had a subpar game three and four, and then game five he was struggling. That He wanted to turn up at the end, but it was too, it was too, late, too little too late. But I think the Suns had an amazing year. I think that the two teams that should be excited for their prospects for the future should be, you know, the Phoenix Suns for getting to the finals after not being in the playoffs since 2010. And then I think that the Atlanta Hawks should really be lit because Trey Young and that crew that they're building in Atlanta, that's going to be really special because Trey Young is a certified star. John Collins was putting it in. You have Cam Reddish that, you know, has untapped potential. So I think that the Suns and the Hawks really should be encouraged with how this playoff run went. And I think that Giannis winning is such a testament to being loyal to where you're at and staying where you are and bringing the success where you are. Uh, I don't know what the future holds for Giannis. I, I think Giannis might be a lifer in Milwaukee. Uh, I think that the media ecosystem around athletes, I think the media creates this win now, win, win, win mentality. But I like how Giannis did it because Giannis stayed loyal to where he was. He worked his butt off and the front office made moves. They didn't try to bring in another superstar. It was talks that even Chris Paul would go to Milwaukee. But they got Drew Holiday. They got P.J. Tucker. They got some solid players and they ran it and made it work. And yeah, you know, they got some breaks here and there, but they beat the Heat. They swept them after they got beat in a gentleman's sweep in 2020 in the bubble. They beat the Heat. They outlast the Nets, although, yeah, they got injured. They, that still was a competitive series, and Kevin Durant was about to do a LeBron James and put the whole team on his back. And then the Hawks, yeah, Trey Young got injured, but Giannis got injured, and the Bucks stepped up for Giannis. So I just think that, you know, we need to celebrate the greatness. Giannis did something we haven't seen since Shaq, and Giannis really brought that LeBron type of feel to this finals. But... Here's the thing that's going to be funny for me as we look at, you know, sports, media, television, and radio. So we already know there's going to be folks that are saying Giannis is the best player in the world because he won a championship. And just a year ago, y'all saying that man won by nothing because he lost to Kawhi in 2019, gentleman sweep in 2020, and, oh, the Bucks are going to beat him. They need to fire Coach Bud. You know, my Mike Budenholzer, he's a loser. Like, so many reactionary takes based on what you're seeing and not looking at the aspect of and analyzing the game in a real way because, you know, doing hot takes is what gets you viral on social media. It's what gets you views on your show. Like, I just really want to see how people react because people have been trying to fire Mike Budenholzer for, for like, for years. Like, they wanted Mike Budenholzer going from the Bucks for a minute. 
Like, I don't know if people were seeing the takes that, that, you know, a lot of the sports people were saying. They were like, oh, if he doesn't win this, he's going to lose. He's going to lose his job. If he doesn't win this series, he's going to lose his job. Like, that man won Series 1, Series 2, Series 3, and the finals. What's going to happen? Oh, if he don't he do not do this and that in the offseason, he might lose his job. When is this man going to lose his job? <laughs> like, it's just the reactionary aspect of the media is something that's so puzzling to me. Because you would think that the media would reward that now you have a new star to champion and celebrate instead of go through these outlandish takes where, you know, you're not even really analyzing the game. You're more so trying to find fault in people. I even think that what you're going to see more of, you know, when we look at sports media in the coming days, I think you're going to really see more of folks lamenting Chris Paul and his play and diminishing his Hall of Fame career, saying he's not Hall of Fame we thought he was versus boosting up Giannis says, hey, he's the new guy. Because we'd rather go for the negativity. We, we'd rather go for the sensationalism. We'd rather go for the hot takes and putting someone down instead of exalting someone that has the story of Giannis and that really proved himself out here when Giannis was being disrespected a lot. Like, Giannis is probably the most disrespected star on the court in the NBA. LeBron James off the court takes the cake. Folks really hate LeBron. Y'all heard my Space Jam, you know, review. But Giannis didn't really get that love and support on the court. And I think that he staked his claim as one of the best players in the world. I don't put him over LeBron. I think that how how LeBron controls the game, especially at the age of 36, and I want to see what he does next year. But if LeBron rebounds from the injury that he suffered um, back in March, he comes back, he has rest, you know, real rest for the first time in a minute um, because he went home in the first round and he has his Space Jam little tour and he continues to work out. He rehabs then in October, November, he comes back with it. I really want to see how LeBron does because LeBron, how he affects the game from passing to scoring to just leadership and just the gravity that LeBron pulls in on the court with all eyes are on him. And you don't know what LeBron could do at any night. And LeBron at 37 could still drop 40 or 50 on your head. I just don't know. We could just give it up to Giannis that easily. I think that Giannis and the Bucks in this title defense is going to be interesting because I want to see with a healthy NBA, Klay Thompson comes back to the Warriors. I'm pretty sure some moves are going to be made around the draft. We're going to see what Chris Paul does if he goes back to the Suns. And also everybody just retools. You know, the Nets come back, they retool. And now James Harden and Kyrie Irving are back. You know, you have the Heat that come back and they're in full form. The Hawks are now confident. They make a couple of moves. I want to see what the Bucks do to defend their championship. Because that's really going to stake the claim of, okay, Giannis won this championship. Is he really the best in the world? And I will say this. I think that a lot of the slander that Giannis gets is because he is a big man. And that is widely said on social media and on sports media. But also, I think because he's a non-American-born player, that's why you don't see him get a lot of love. I think that you look at LeBron. LeBron is from Ohio. You look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is from D.C., you look at Kobe. Kobe was from Philadelphia. So you look at all the players that we exalt. Normally, they're black men, and they're from America. So Giannis is a black man, but Giannis is from Greece, and his family is from Greece. So I think that largely we do have a black American bias, and I think that's that's a real thing. I think we have a black American bias. I think, yeah, the skill level and Giannis being so you know physical and so tall and able to just just spin and dunk the ball with his long arms. And, you know, you got James Harden dribbling, behind his, dribbling in between his legs and doing all these crazy trick Harlem Globetrotter moves. 
you know, Kyrie Irving. I get it, but I think that a lot of the reason why Giannis wasn't getting love is because he's not a black American. And I think that's something that we have to really look at and we have to give that man his props that no matter what, no matter where you're from, you're really doing your thing. And tell me I'm wrong. Like, look at all, look at all the star players, even going back to back in the day. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, even you look, you can tie in Larry Bird. Larry Bird wasn't black, but Larry Bird was from America. Then you have, you know, you have Tim Duncan, Virgin Islands. You have Allen Iverson, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, Steph Curry, American-born players. And, and the majority of them outside of Larry Bird, black American-born players. So if you look at it, that's the bias. And I think that's why a lot of people don't show Giannis love. But I think that Giannis shut people up and Giannis showed people that, hey, no matter where I'm from, no matter where you at, no matter how my, my name sounds, no matter what, you're going to respect me. Um, and I'm just excited for what the NBA season is going to be on uh, next year. Hopefully COVID is mitigated because COVID has made um, sports very weird. Um, but I'm interested to see where things go um, in the 2021-2022 NBA season because I think we deserve a great full season. I think we were robbed of that in the 2019-2020 season because that's when COVID first popped off because I think we were going to we were going to have an amazing finals an amazing season. But I think we're overdue for a really great season that's not injury riddled. So I'm interested just to see where things are going next year and I'm just excited for the future of basketball. I want to say this one last thing too because I'm the media guy. I need for people to stop overhyping the drop in the numbers for the NBA Finals because we're acting like 9 million people watching the NBA Finals isn't a good thing. Like, oh, they dropped from 18 million to 9 million. Yeah, they dropped 9 million, but I think the bigger drop is 9 million to 1 million. If it's a precipitous amount where it's like, it went from 18 million to only 2 million people watching. Now it's like, okay, is streaming playing a factor? Are people just tired of basketball? Do we want to see Giannis versus Chris Paul and Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker? But 9 million people watched. And it was a consistent number. And if you look on NBA Twitter right now, as I do this broadcast, you see that it's trending all across the board. Like, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's, what, what, what is wrong with 9 million viewers? I think that we're trying, like, people are trying to say, oh, the NBA went political and LeBron James and Black Lives Matter. That's the reason why the ratings slipped. Or maybe people are, are watching on streaming devices or maybe they're going to sports bars now. Or maybe there's other factors as to, hey, this is the reason why the finals ratings were lower than expected. But you still got to return on your money. You got to bang for your buck. We watching the commercials. We saw Sha'Carri Richardson had her Beats commercial. I got AirPods, but I might buy Beats just because Sha'Carri was on the screen. Your advertisement work, Beats. Okay, them, them buds. I might go get them buds because Sha'Carri was on that commercial. I'm going to put some money in her name, image, likeness pockets, all right? But overall, uh, I'm just super excited for the future for Giannis. I'm super excited for the future of the NBA because we always talk about the same players and the same topics. But Giannis has now emerged as a star in our league, a superstar in our league, and possibly, dare I say, a future Hall of Famer with what he did, his productivity in these playoffs, but specifically in this NBA Finals Series. So I'm excited for the future with Giannis, with Devin Booker, with Trey Young, and all these young stars I'm excited to see where the game I love, the game I've loved since I was a child and my favorite sport, I'm excited to see where the NBA goes from here. But that's it for me. That's just my quick takeaways. 
Show love and respect to Giannis. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks for doing it the right way. Building that team through the draft. Getting great role players that fit around Giannis and Chris Middleton. Like acquiring Drew Holiday and not trying to go for a big old signing. And really just working it. Like, you know, getting veterans, playing physical, playing your game. And then just weathering the storm. And coming back from down 2-0 and weathering the storm. And bringing a championship to Milwaukee. The first championship in 52 years since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Luol Cinder, all right? So, shout out to them. But outside of that, this is Randall Barnes, and you listen to Pulse Radio. I'll see you on the other side. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Sure.